0: Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever. As we roll into Holy Week, and indeed some of these will come out while we're in Holy Week. This is a special treat recorded to us in nineteen seventy-five. Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J. The pastor at St. Xavier Church in Cincinnati. And person who had recorded these talks on the seven last words of Christ, uh, passed the recorder on to a friend of my mother's, and she has the original recording, which is now digitized. And I think when you listen to Father Mick Kaminsky on the seven last words, you're going to love it. You will be touched. We're going to put these up. One word at a time, the first word, then the second word, then the third word, and I'll try to space them out to make it into Holy Week, Uh, but definitely by the time we get to Holy Thursday, all seven of them will be up, so that you can listen to all seven again on Good Friday, if you wish. Enjoy now, Father James V. McCominsky, S.J., Treore, The Seven Last Words of Christ.
1: The Sixth Word The moment is at length come when Jesus is to yield up his soul to his Father. He has fulfilled every single prophecy that has been foretold of him, even that of receiving vinegar when parched with thirst. He had now but to abandon himself to death. His head bends forward, his eyes begin to close, and his lips become cold and livid but that he might show the world that he had died because he was pleased so to do, in order to teach us to die well after having taught us to live well. At the moment when men lose their speech, he, the God-man, lifts up his head, opens his eyes, and fixing them on heaven, speaks thus. It is his sixth word. It is consummated. all eternity God willed to make man to the image and likeness of his own eternal son he painted the heavens with blue he splashed the earth with green he made a garden a garden beautiful as only God knows how to make a garden beautiful Mm -hmm. and in it he placed man made to the image and likeness of his son. But the echo of Lucifer's great fall reverberated to earth, and as we know, it struck a responsive note in the heart of man, and that image of God was blurred in man's soul. Now to restore man to that original glory God sent his son to show us the manner of man he wanted us to be only only divine omnipotence could use the same elements of defeat as the very elements of victory For the disobedient Adam, there was the obedient Christ. For the proud woman Eve, there was the humble virgin Mary. And for the tree of Eden, there was the tree of the cross. Now on Calvary, before this second last utterance, Christ reviews his life what he had come to do Bethlehem he made himself a totally helpless infant completely dependent for existence on his own creatures Nazareth he lived the daily routine living of family life. He spent his life with men and could say joyously, My delight is to be with men and women and children. In the Sermon on the Mount, he gave us his blueprint meekness, humility, suffering. Now in his passion, the example of persevering sacrifice. He's now ready to return to the Father. He can truly say, it is consummated. My work, Father, is finished. The work of Christ is done. But ours isn't. St. Paul told us we, each of us, you and I must fill up in our lives what is wanting to the sufferings of Christ. His passion is not over. We have to go the same road. Divine life has been acquired but it hasn't been distributed. The reservoir of life is filled, but we must let it flood our souls in the sacraments he left us. He laid the foundation we must build and build and build every day. He stands at the door and knocks, but the latch is on the inside and we must open it. Whether our work will ever be finished, depends on how we relive his life and become other Christs the key to our success is perseverance to the end some people some people follow him to the Mount of Beatitudes but they stop at the foot of the hill of Calvary Some will carry his cross to the foot of the hill, but they refuse to mount it. Some allow themselves to be stripped of the garments of doubt, but they refuse to be nailed to the fullness of sacrifice. Some let themselves be nailed, but they unfasten themselves before the cross is elevated. Some are raised aloft, but they hearken to the plea of the world and they come down after one hour or two hours or one minute before the end. And the world is full of half-crucified souls who quit at one minute to three. of Christ. You men and women, old and young, hear again his words, it is finished. Look forward to that certain fact but very, very uncertain time when you will hang on your cross of death and you will say, my life is finished. But have I finished all my work? Don't bother to look at the past today, whether it's good or bad. After the hour of three today, when you walk out of this church of St. Francis Xavier, Christ is concerned only about your future. Will you realize that there is one thing left unfinished in Christ's work? his companionship with us in the Blessed Sacrament? Will you now resolve to walk more closely with him down the sycamores and broadways and main streets of your lives, which all unerringly converge at the calvary of your own deathbed? Will some of you be filled with such courage and generosity that you will cry out, Lord, my life so far has been too easy. Let me suffer more and more and more. Will all of you have what I think is the greater courage to say, oh God, let me just, let me just bear ungrudgingly for love of you the sufferings of my daily life which I can't avoid anyway. Please let me live each day whether it be bright or dreary as though it were my last so that when the nightfall of that day that is my last comes I will be able to say my work is done. When I am dying how? Glad I shall be that the lamp of my life has burnt out for thee. That sorrow has darkened the path that I trod. The thorns, not roses, were strewn o'er the sod. My cherished Ravoni, how glad I will be to die with the
0: hope of a welcome from thee. You have been listening to a devotional episode of the Bellarmine Forum podcast on the seven last words of Christ, Traore, recording of Father James V. Mickaminski, S.J., in 1975 at St. Xavier Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. The production of this episode was underwritten by an anonymous donor that asks you to say your rosary daily. If you would like to underwrite production of the podcast, contact the forum using the contact form in the website bellimanforum.org or call us. This podcast is a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wanderer Forum Foundation, founded in 1965 on the heels of Vatican II as a faithful enclave of Catholic faith without all the progressive modernist confusion. Our producer sits at the right hand of the Father and will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Our executive director made all things visible and invisible. Our technical director is an unnamed angel assigned to us by the producer per show. The Bellerman Forum is a non public charity, and all donations are tax-deductible to the maximum extent permitted by law. Even if you don't have the funds to donate, say a Hail Mary. There's so many good things going on, and we see just the little things that we have, even on the website Touch Lives, all around the world. We have stories of parents who didn't realize that the catechism is unchanged and their children should learn about the sacraments. We have others that have put their whole family into the Marian Catechist program because they wanted to learn the faith. Those are all good things, and they come about through God using us to touch those people, and that happens through grace. And we get grace from prayer. So more important than the donations are the prayers. Keep continue to pray for the Bellarmine Forum. And hopefully you found this presentation of the seven last words of Christ as touching and bringing grace to you, as we hope. This show is copyrighted by the Bellarmine Forum 2019 to the greater glory of God and the honor of His Blessed Mother.